0: Gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you for the truth of your words that comfort us. While our situation is often unresolved, like this current pandemic, our spirits are always upheld by your presence. Speak to us again and show us how much we are blessed with your love. In the most assuring name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Today we will read one of the most amazing declarations about Christians in the Bible. That's 1 Peter chapter 2, 9 and 10. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness, into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. I find this passage amazing for several reasons. Seriously, I can preach on this for an hour. I have a time only for two to uh, uh, two sharings for daily breath. Uh, that is a change of Peter and a call of Christians. Yeah, there's a short mini outline. First of all, Peter was addressing the Gentile Christians as God's people. Peter was quoting one of the most famous Old Testament passages that made a Jewish people most proud. I bet this is a one passage the Jewish people were most proud. Because this passage that uh, Peter is quoting here is, is tells us how, I mean, tell them how God chose and delivered Jewish people from slavery of Egypt by defeating the superpower of ancient world supernaturally. So today, Peter chose this quintessential text of Exodus, Exodus chapter 19, to encourage Gentile Christian, and before I read Exodus 19, you know we need to recognize this. When Peter quote this, I bet a lot of Jewish people are not happy. He probably received a lot of flex and criticism, and they probably said, "You are no longer Jew. You probably you know you forgot Jewish identity. You know you know you you are not one of us anymore. You know so think about the. You know, we just enjoy. We just look at the Peter's a uh, transformative change, but you have to also know the criticism that Peter had to endure for quoting something like this. So Exodus nineteen is that uh, that's a past. That's the uh, basis of First uh, Peter to nine. It starts like this: On the first day of the third month after Israelite left Egypt, on the very day they came to Desert Sinai. So finally they arrived at Sinai. And verse 3, Moses went up to God, and then Lord called him from the mountain and said, This is what you are to say to the descendant of Jacob and what you are to tell the people of Israel. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt, how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, and out of all nations, you will be my treasured possessions. Although whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to Israelite. What God commanded Moses to speak to Israelite, his ancestors, Peter, was speaking to Gentiles. Peter was speaking to Gentiles, don't forget that. Here once again we can see transformative power of the gospel of Jesus in that Peter did not just believe Jesus and follow him. He began to see everything and everyone with the eyes of Jesus and he radically reformulated his social identity with a new worldview. Peter the proud Jew and the stubborn Jew became Peter the Christ follower and the new human being you know, AKA human racist, Using Paul's language, Peter became a new humanity. If you look at the Ephesians 2, 5, by, that's the language of a new humanity. Or new creation in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So what is a new creation? One characteristic of a new creation is to see others in light of God's love and grace. You, you do not just accept Them, but you value others as a potential people of God. The second, Peter called the Gentile Christian to be chosen people, a royal priesthood, holy nation, God's special possession. Here we must see the clear purpose or calling of a Christian life. First, chosen people. Clarifies the meaning of a biblical election again. We are chosen not just for salvation though it is included, but we are chosen primarily f- for serving God as a, his royal priesthood. Biblical election, once again remember, it's not about it's about our holy vocation more than our individual salvation about who are the elects and who are the reprobate. Please don't read a biblical election with a you know, Calvinistic or later theologians in you know, a lens that is asking wrong question to you know uh, wrong question to ancient people. Second, the term royal priesthood doubly emphasizes our calling is an inherited privilege. Inherited privilege, royalty and priesthood, especially in Jewish context, are not the result of your achievement. It's something one inherited. And we are blessed to be born in the privileged family of royalties and priests. When we are born again through Christ into God's family, we are children of the King, and we have a direct and unlimited access to the King. Right now, I heard the news that everyone is trying to get an inside connection to President-elect Joe Biden. You know, I'm, uh, I, I listened to uh, South Korean uh, news because my mother retired there. And the uh, South Korean foreign minister, Kang Kyung-hwa, just visited <laughs> for that reason. And then she somehow couldn't uh, meet any insider, so she returned to, uh, to her country in empty hands. And the South Korean, you know, uh, uh, what is that, the uh, opposition party, they are criticizing her. For not coming with some solid lead to, uh, to new president elect. No. So now I have a question. What would you do if you have a direct access to the most powerful man of the most powerful country in the world? What would you do for us? That question is not hypothetical, but real. Because we are the royal priest of God. What does a priest do? We know that priest is a mediator between God and human beings. Uh, uh, A well-known English, British, biblical commentator, William Barclay, makes a very good point here. Latin word for priest is a pontifex, pontifex, which literally means bridge builder. So Barclay says, priest is a man who builds a bridge for others to come to God. The Christian has a duty and privilege of bringing others to the Savior, whom he himself has found and loves. So question I have for all of us, are we bridge builders or world builders? As Christ destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, according to Ephesians 2.14, we are destroyers of any social, racial, economical, prejudice, and barriers. And we are to build the bridges for people to come to know God and His love and saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That's what our house church ministry is all about. That's what for us is called to be God's holy and special treasure. We are treasure of God because we declare, according to Paul uh, Peter here, We declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. And Peter, to emphasize that our past and present is a radical difference, he he quote another famous Old Testament passage, which is Hosea 1.9. You know, Hosea 1.9, God commanded Hosea to marry Gomer and have children, and uh, he first have a daughter, he named the daughter, unloved one, or not loved one, and then when he has a son, this is what God said. Call him Lo Ami. Lo Ami me means not my people, for you are not my people, I'm not your God. Peter appropriated the story of a Hosea for the church. Except instead of not my people, not a people had not received mercy describe their pagan past. And while in Hosea, these phrases describe God's judgment on Israel for their disobedience. So Peter was saying, You are not, once you didn't receive God's mercy, but now you receive God's mercy to see is a marvelous light and declare the marvelous light as a royal priest and holy nation and God's special treasures. Let me close our daily breath today with a quote from Richard Foster, uh, who wrote a bestseller, still his great book, Celebration of a Discipline. Foster said, Superficiality is a curse of our age. Superficiality is a curse of our age. The doctrine of instant satisfaction is a primary spiritual problem. The desperate need today. It's not for a greater number of intelligent people or gifted people. Listen to me. The desperate need of today is for deep people. He said we need to be a deep people. Deep people to reflect this divine, marvelous light. Let us be a deep people of God today. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Nothing is more amazing than your grace. Nothing is more empowering than your love as you chose us to be your royal priests and holy nation and special treasures of God. Help us to be a deep people who reflect your marvelous light. Help us build the bridges and destroy the barriers to block your marvelous light to everyone. In the most marvelous name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.